Thank you for joining the podcast. I do realize there are so many options available and the fact that you chose to listen to this podcast means a lot to me. My name is Sharon Feckety. I am the host of the Dr. Whisperer Show. I am also the founder of the Dr. Whisperer. So basically, I am the Dr. Whisperer. We are going to navigate through the business of medicine together. We're going to feature some doctors, some healthcare attorneys, some patients, some practice managers, people that will help you navigate through this industry. So thanks for joining us. If you are enjoying the podcast and you think somebody else could benefit from it, share it with them or write a review or both. Thanks again. 2021, we're coming for you and we're going to get through this together. Are you not the black angel? We're recording and he's talking, Hello, which is appropriate. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Now, I don't know who better to have with me as we honor World Mental Health Day than Dr. Mark Sylvester, psychiatrist, alternative psychiatrist, engineer to the stars, functional medicine extraordinaire, in Bradenton, Florida. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for not requiring a face mask or pants for this. Exactly. Well, that is scary. But um, anyway, no, I can't, I can't give you coronavirus through a computer. That's not how that works. I'm perfect. I contacted Dr. Fauci directly about that. (laughs) We're safe. We're safe. Okay, everybody, hold on. Here we go. <laughs> so, Dr. Mark, you haven't been on the show in a long time. So thanks for well, yeah, it's because yeah. you're so damn busy. Yeah. And I thought it was because you forgot all about us out here, frontline workers. <laughs> no, um, it wasn't that. It was that you have like a waiting list and the world, the world is gone to shit. But indeed it has. Indeed it has. So let's I, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Dr. I would say Mark. it's more of a hell than a handbasket. Um maybe in like a wheelbarrow of shit. It's uh it's so terrifying that mm. my healthy defense mechanism is to make as much humorous jokes as I could possibly come out of a very dark, painful situation because uh well, we've been watching the body counts on TV and who's infected where and how this country's doing and the politics and the vaccines and the mandates and the socializing and the distancing, all of the stuff that every person on planet Earth and probably even Tom Hanks in that movie Castaway has gotten, you know, he's like a plank Listen. or something. Even he knows. Yeah. No one has really started focusing on the mental health sequela of all of us, of all the humans affected by this. Right. And, uh, that's, you know, now is time. It's, it's World Mental Health Day. I mean, it was. Yesterday. I mean, it will be. <laughs> what is today? It's Monday. That's right. It is Monday. Did you have a good weekend? I had a terrific weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Daughter had a birthday party. Nobody Aww. was injured. <laughs> Yay. Assuming well, the slide happy showed birthday. up. Okay. Huh? Well, uh, yeah, we're cutting out. We could do that. No, that's how I talk. Yeah, that's true. So Dr. Mark, um, I really want to paint a picture. You know what? Let's first talk about how we ourselves practice our own mental health workouts. Oh, Please like tell that. the audience what you do for your mental health. 
It's the same thing I tell my children. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> Perfect. Um, could we could we shift the question slightly into what I really would like to be doing more of? Okay, well, we could. Um, Dr. Mark Sylvester has his own show called Alt Psych, which I highly recommend. Hence why he is trying to take over the interview. You looking for a mug? Where's your I'm looking for any sort of propaganda, but I apparently do not have it. Okay, continue. So, sorry, let me just get a drink here. I can't find it. (laughs) Perfect. The old psych show. Okay, Um, so tell us. Let me tell you. I pay attention. Mm. That's the very first thing. I know. I know that's earth shattering. I hope that everyone was sitting down when they listened to that. Well, it made me sit back. I know. Like, I don't want anyone jerking the wheel when they're driving with this. But this is kind of critical because we are, it's human nature to repress, suppress. And when you're in the middle of a trauma, you really cannot fully appreciate the entirety of the effect that it has upon you. It's having upon you and it will have upon you until you're looking back at it from a future point, kind of like how we're doing the show. Right. Um, And that's really important because I always say you first have to identify where the smell is coming from before you can do something about it. And right now our mental health stinks, all right? We're being Mm -hmm. challenged from every direction. And most of it is directly or indirectly related to the pandemic, which surprisingly most people don't consciously appreciate or realize. They Mm -hmm. may think about the stress of their marriage or their kids or their job, but why? You ask the why, it's because, well, now I'm having to work from home and my kids are being sent home every two weeks for the positives and you know my wife and I are at our throats because we spend much more time together that's all pandemic health it's all pandemic health related so pay attention to how much you're affected by this what I found is some of the you know sociopaths or um New Yorkers I guess you call them um, <laughs> no I'm just kidding I resemble people, that remark people with thicker skin you know usually mm. usually urban people but not necessarily all, always but people that are more in tune with the energy of those around them, mm-hmm. highly sensitive people, empaths, people that tend to prefer environments of low stimulation. Maybe they live out in the country where they're a little bit more rural, or maybe even if they live in an urban area, they have they travel in a smaller social circle. They're going to be more influenced by the negative energy, the fear the control, all of the things that are making us behave like absolute jackasses. Mm. You did say I could swear, right? I did. I did. I'm pretty sure that you can say ass on CBS. So yes, you can. Jack ball is one of my favorite terms. Well, I don't know if that's legal. I don't know if that's legal, but different people are more susceptible to it. And that's a really Mm. interesting thing. Um, And a small set of people have actually done quite well. They said, you know what? I haven't left the house in 10 years anyway, because I've got end-stage agoraphobia and OCD. And this has worked out great for me. You know, Howard um, Stern is 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 thriving. He he doesn't want to ever leave, although he did venture out and go to the dentist. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. they were triple masked and had hazmat suits on. So people that are there that are uh, complete isolators, introverts that enjoy that seem to be doing quite well. They seem to be doing better than the rest of us, which is yeah. which is t- so topsy turvy, because to me, those were always the people before the pandemic. We've been really trying to help encourage through medications, therapy, other sort of environmental support interventions to help get them more engaged socially. 
they've paradoxically done the best. And I think the second best are people with tougher skin, the people, you know, the New York taxi driver that could scream at people out the window, oh, you Hong Kong jerk. There's no such blah, blah, thing blah. as the New York taxi driver anymore. Remember, we're talking about the future here. Hello, Uber. There no, I'm, I'm with taxi you. Drivers? Well, I mean, there's a few. What year is this? It's 2095. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'll have to reel it back. A we're still bit. in the pandemic. The third population, and this is where I think most people fall into is the I don't know. They're not necessarily highly sensitive people mm-hmm. who have actually struggled the worst because they're picking up on all this other empathic energy mm-hmm. and they're feeling anxious and don't know why. Um, and it's the day to day accumulation, mm-hmm. the lack of that interaction, that tiny little eye connection you had at Publix, at the post office, at the DMV. The mm-hmm. second social distancing became an ethos, you know, in the in the collective or in the uh, parlance of, of our American time in this pandemic, mm-hmm. it immediately went to psychological distancing. And right away, I saw a problem with that. I saw the trend that we were going that now our enemy are, is the guy next to you. Yeah. The kid over here. Yeah, I the, saw it last night at a restaurant. At I saw a guy now. Yeah, he didn't want to walk on. He said to the waitress, I'm going to go on this side because there's too many people there. Yeah. And so, you know, these are people without a training in virology, microbiology, medicine. So where are they getting their information? Well, they're getting it from the media. Who trusts the media anymore? It's not like one one side trusts the media and the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, the, the the political divide, which coincidentally occurred and was probably exacerbated by the pandemic, has made the whole thing more complicated. And I think added to the mental stress as well, because we feel even more out of control. I'm and stressed it, out just listening to you talk about it. Okay, I, so- this is my job to stress. I know, really. I have Can a you- box of virtual tissues if it gets ugly. <laughs> Can you go back to? Um- even though you wanted to shift the conversation a little bit. And I appreciate that because I, thought I was answering the question. You are vaguely, but I really want to know about you. Oh, well. still waters run deep, Sharon. I, uh, it's, 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 it's their layers, many layers. I want to hear about the layers. I want to Which hear one? what you are doing for your own mental health. So the first thing I'm doing is I'm recognizing how affected am I? I think I'm like most people. I have mm-hmm. more tools mm-hmm. to, to, equipped to deal with my mental health, with, which helps. Thank mm-hmm. God that gives me an advantage. And I have medical education, mm-hmm. which has helped some, mm-hmm. some um, mm-hmm. because I can kind of put into perspective certain aspects that I clearly know are right or I clearly know are wrong. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to get into all the argument over the different treatments and the vaccines and the ivermectins and all of that. I'm talking about, um, you know, when the pandemic was first announced and they said a two week lockdown and Americans went berserk. Yeah. Every doctor secretly going two weeks. A pandemic is a three year thing. It is. There's yeah. this is no, there's no such thing as two weeks. We're in this for three years. Always have been, always will be. I personally did not think a vaccine would be. Uh, introduced as fast as it did or at all quite frankly but I thought hey great maybe it'll short it by six months but I knew we were in it for a long haul so 
I mentally could help prepare a little bit more. Whereas everyone else, it was like, well, hey, just another two weeks, just another two weeks. Right. Just to, and that's kind of a cruel thing to do. I used to, you know, my brother used to do that with like a dollar on a fishing pole. You know, every time yeah. I get close, pull it away, pull it away. <laughs> so that was hard for a lot of people. So I had some, I had some equipment, I guess, in place mm-hmm. to help process, cope. And I pay attention. Part of my training that's different than any other doctor, psychiatrists undergo psychoanalyst uh, uh, analysis their entire uh, career, basically, all through uh, residency, internships, fellowships, you know, twice a week. So we're the only people trained to really pay attention to what goes on inside me. And when you start doing that, you realize, wow, I'm, I'm closely, I'm losing it. I'm close to a boundary. I'm, I'm burning the candle. Um, our, our volume and our practice increased 20 fold, um, huge adjustments. And so you have to set, recognize the boundaries, set them, and then have corrective measures and then even anticipate, um, the, the future, which is very, very hard to do during this pandemic. Then there's all the good stuff, which we did a whole podcast on everything from, you know, getting into therapy, seeing a psychiatrist, making sure you get back out on the bike, exercise, swim, find out what really is cathartic for you. Maybe it's what is really cathartic for you, doctor. Hmm. I know I keep going back to you. My, my, my kids are, are probably the greatest sustainer because one of my jobs is to, uh, you and I are old enough to remember the movie Life is Beautiful with yes. Roberto Benigni, right? Yes. And they're in this, he's in this god-awful situation. It's the proverbial to, uh, uh, Kobayashi Maru, an unwinnable scenario. He's, mm-hmm. He and his child are certain to be going to the gas chamber in the Nazi concentration mm-hmm. camps. <laughs> and somehow it manages to be a beautiful movie mm-hmm. because like Viktor Frankl's book itself, he always maintains an attitude of, of serenity, peace, calm, safety, and he yeah. creates that for his child. So that is similar. I mean, I'm not as awesome as Roberto Benigni because I don't know how happy I'd be when I'm marching off to be shot in an alley. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, really. But the entire time his child is in his concentration camp, he, he he's not horrified you know his dad is there to kind of protect him and say you know make jokes buttons they can't make buttons out of human that's the craziest thing I've ever heard so I find myself doing that a lot and playing with the kids protecting my kids from the from the impressionable horror of the world and all of the things out there Mm -hmm. and and the conflict and and uh, not just the pandemic, but all the violence that's come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. What about, I know that you were playing volleyball for a time. I played volleyball last night for the first you did? time. Oh, yeah. awesome. Good for yeah, you. It felt good. It felt good. Yeah. I'm always concerned, of course, about all of the healers that are healing others, um, that they're not taking enough care of themselves. Uh, hence why I start with that, because I always you know, it's very difficult to um, encourage somebody else to take care of themselves when we're not doing it. Thanks and, for pointing uh, that out. But you have you have consistently been been doing that. You've taken. I, I think we've all gone through 
through this 25 year pandemic that we've been in, that we've taken little slumps where we've just, I don't know, stayed on the couch a little too long or watched maybe too many shows on Netflix and not gotten out in nature. But I think the, the toolbox that you mentioned is certainly one of the most helpful things, you know, so let's talk about the toolbox because I want to really make this, um, you know, world mental health day, right? It comes once a year. We're going to need world mental health day (laughs) every day um, to have this discussion for, for the the years to come as he drinks out of his alt psych show cup, which I love. I mean, the plugging because it's backwards. (laughs) Plugging is fantastic. My parts goes the other way. (laughs) What else? um, I fixed that. You can do whatever you want. What else do you think has been um, something that you've, you've because you said that you are listening and you're paying attention and you're observing? So and- that being said, and then the, the uh, veiled compliment that you just gave me that was slightly undeserved, we all can do better. I'm doing my best, but mm. frankly, I check in with myself multiple times a day. And there's two things I consistently come up with. Conclusion. One, I'm still not doing enough. Mm. And two, I'm not really sure how I'm doing as well as I am, honestly. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's because of the severity of emotions that are coming out of people right now. Mm. And normally, you know, shrinks therapists, people are trained to have a certain clinical boundary. We certainly can take things home that are unusual or especially tragic or stuff like that. This has been heavy because yeah. everyone is really, really heavy with energy, really a lot of uncertainty, fear, negative confusion. And that, that does stick to you a little bit and it's a little harder to wash off. So, you know, you, we did a whole show on this generically for humans like, Oh, Hey, you know, music therapy, yoga, distraction, all kinds of good stuff. But the bottom line of that is find what works for you. And it may be like for me specifically, I, I, you know, my other company is working with my hands Mm because when I work with my hands, this, this stupid thing shuts off, which I need uh, because this is what I use for my job. So when I'm working with my hands, I can be rebuilding cars, boats, motorcycles, trailers, and I am no longer a human during a pandemic on planet earth in the year 20 what year is it 2095 2025 oh 2025 okay so that works well for me so when you find something a lot of people notice a 20 minute brisk walk in the morning helps their anxiety the entire day yeah if you notice that about you that's your thing double it do more of it um some people a good book can whisk them away sit Mm -hmm. outside in a hammock read a book but really pay attention to what pulls you outside of yourself. And because this is like the country's going through a divorce. Yeah. We've mm. got bitter parents that are, yeah. that are nasty and they're taking it out on us children. And we don't know when it's going to be over. It's this chronic stressor and upcoming show with our special guest, Cynthia Higgins, um, we're going to specifically talk about how that has changed cultural behavior. Cause to me, that's the most disturbing, alarming and confusing thing that I've seen. 
how you know the the number of uh, you know violent events on airplanes has gone up like three thousand percent or something ridiculous. Not just the Karens screaming about the masks, but people are at each other's throats. They're fighting in Lowe's and 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 Home Depot and and these are people that wouldn't normally behave like this. This wasn't like, well, okay, these are bad people, and this situation's caused them to act out more. No. We're all people. We're all capable of doing good and bad things. And we're all kind of showing our butt right now. Yeah. And I know what will happen is when the pandemic is over, however that is ever determined by whoever and whoever will actually listen to it and believe it and consider it. And most importantly, feel that in your heart, feel safe like you did before the pandemic. I think we're going to forget all about it. We're going to forget the opportunity and the lessons. And that's why World Mental Health Day has to be now. Or was it yesterday? It was, it's next week. Um, So (laughs) it was yesterday. It was yesterday. You know, I reacted. Now is the conversation on world mental health because we are at a critical inflection point. We have got to learn from this. Or I don't know if something like this happens again, uh, it, it, it could be even worse. Okay, well, let's stop. Let's put a pause on that right there because that what, really- the doom and gloom? No, the pause on something that you said that really made me you know, take a breath because I, was, I just said this um, two nights ago to my husband that um, I am, I'm very aware of the fact that people are going to forget right? I don't hear many Mm -hmm. people talking about that, Mm -mm. right? So I've, I've always said this line of like, I never forgot where I came from. And that's, that's something for me. Um, I can never get too ahead of myself because I remember the times when I was, you know, addicted and, and homeless and, um, recovering, you know, right. So it's so at the forefront of my mind that I can look at a person that is homeless today and not have that judgment because even though it was 27 years ago, it's right at the forefront of my mind. Now, to me, I feel like that is like almost a superpower. It's a, it's a sacred gift. I call it. it. Is. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Yeah. That is a sacred gift. And I know that that's not what people have because I was, um, I also believe in this documenting and, and I'm so glad that you're doing your show because I could actually, if I don't remember what happened in October of last year, which would be shocking because it was 2020, but then again, I did have COVID, so I might forget. Um, I could just go back and watch the shows that I did in October and I will be able to see and witness the energy. But mm. it's so at the the forefront, like documenting and writing it all down because I never want to forget this either. You know, um, I like to... There are days I just got back from a beautiful walk. Okay. I exercise and meditate in the morning. I'm one of those annoying people that do all the things because I don't think it's annoying. I think it's awesome. And you're a trendsetter and you're actually practicing what I'm preaching since I'm busy to do that. Well, I'm right. I'm doing it because you are busy or you have more children and a much busier practice. Um, But now what the hell was my point? Okay. So my, my point was that as I was walking, I saw, I forget everything. And then I saw a mask on the ground mm. and, you know, I'm like, Ooh, like I almost get like annoyed, like, damn you mask. Well, you, for get me. Tri- you get triggered. 
Yes. I'm like, oh, I'm still in this pandemic. Like I forgot for just 25 minutes that I was walking and 25 beautiful minutes, beautiful nature filled bird chirping minutes. So I've practiced, I practice it so much more because although I can't live in this isn't happening, I don't engage in it meaning I don't watch the news and I have no clue what the numbers are. Like I have the one number of sure. like 700,000 plus people have died. I know that number. I don't need to see it every day. I don't need to do all the things that keep people angry. And what I concluded, and I've been saying this for a very long time, me, myself, personally, somebody who has suffered in the past, I cannot afford to be angry. Mm-hmm. But you have a unique experience and a unique insight into recognizing what toxic anger will do to you. And that's extremely rare. And that's a gift. You're right. That's an absolute gift of recovery. Hey, quick interruption on this amazing podcast, but we have to tell you about our awesome sponsor, Thai Technology. They are so cool and they're here in Tampa Bay. If you're a Tampa Bay listener, Thai Technology is the best voice over IP business phone service company out there. How do I know this? I used to work in telecom before I work with doctors. That's right. So I know me a good phone system when I see it. Plus, they are integrated with Zoom. They are the only ones that are integrated with Zoom. And if you mention this podcast or you mention the Facebook show, they're going to hook you up with three months for free. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram, Thai Technology Rocks. The fourth group we should have talked about before when we were talking about the different groups and kind of like how I've seen them cluster out and who's done really well and, and the average and the worst were folks in recovery. Mm-hmm. Now, interestingly, folks in recovery did better yeah. many times because of the extra tools that they have. But more importantly, their insight and their daily checking in on themselves. Like, mm-hmm. have I wrong, you know, 10 step type of stuff. Have right. I wronged somebody? Um, uh, constantly taking an inventory, um, having people say, hey, you know what? You're, you're acting like a jackass. Is something mm-hmm. going on with you? That is extremely helpful, especially if you trust them. Maybe if the guy at the gas station calls you a jackass, he might not like it. But <laughs> so the, that that group, folks in recovery, had tools they could immediately yeah. turn to when they felt their own center get more restless, irritable, discontent, things that they know are a threat to their serenity and ultimately their, their sobriety and recovery. But most people don't have anything remotely like this. They don't even have the insight. They're kind of almost like observers of their own behavior. And the thing that puzzles me the most is like you said, they're not going to remember it. Yeah. Maybe five years from now, when we see a mask on a beach, it will kind of trigger an emotion or a memory, but the closest thing in our recent, you know, I know a lot of our viewers are, are like the five to eight year old demographic. Um, but when Hurricane Irene came through, mm-hmm. was it Irene? I don't remember. Irma? Irma, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, she was, that traumatized me. She was an angry wench. But interestingly, that was only a week. All right. This has been a, a year and a half. I don't even know how many years it's been. 
And people lost their minds. And I was surprised uh, at how much they lost their minds. And the reasons they lost their minds weren't quite as relevant to the show. But my point is that hurricane came through, I think, on like a Friday. Yep. And everyone freaked out that entire week. And I do mean freaked out. Freaked out. Completely freaked out. Yeah. Many people. It was bizarre. Monday morning, business as usual. Business as usual. Not me. I was cool as a cucumber. What hurt? Right. right. My greatest fear is that some similar r- thing will happen with the pandemic and we won't, we'll miss the opportunity for discovering our own self-awareness, mm. our consciousness, our ability to care for ourselves above everyone else, because mm. no offense, you're not that important and you can be replaced. <laughs> but right. if, if you're not here, mm-hmm. you can't help anybody. Yeah. You can't help put the oxygen mask on yourself before your infant. Yeah. Right. Well, Counterintuitive. I want to, I'm really enjoying this. Like I'm really into this conversation, doctor. Really? That's yeah, not I just really stuff am. you say to butter up your. Uh, no, no, no. I don't think I've pants. ever said that to anybody actually. Um, uh-huh. So the reason why, yes, the alt psych show. It's because, um, is that in there know, it is in there. Shockingly. Right. It's the alt psych show. If anybody hasn't heard when I, um, in 2019, when I released that book, I didn't realize how much trauma I had pushed down myself. And I didn't, I wasn't able to almost as clearly recognize how all of it affected me in different ways, in different relationships and in different work environments and toxicity, maybe how I talked to staff members or, right? So it was all, I've been calling them little baby traumas, you know, that I kind of sprinkled around, <laughs> you know, throughout those 20. 20- That's oh, brilliant. That's brilliant. But, well, thank you. But it's really so I'm so conscious of that now. And I feel like it was such a gift that that just happened in 2019, right before the panorama, where I started really diving into learning more about trauma and how the more we pretend it's not happening, or we just stuff it down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because I see just like you do. And listen, I just mentioned how I was doing my walk and was in blissful, uh, non-pandemic world and saw the mask. But I do see a lot of people like, you know, what pandemic, like, oh, come on, get over it. This is no big deal. And no, no, no. it's so extreme, right? Like people are either like, like I saw two people walking with masks yesterday and gloves outside. I was like extreme. And then there was us who we were on our way to our favorite restaurant. Well, they're coping. So they're different coping strategies and you mm-hmm. don't know other people's issues. Right. Um, Quite frankly, there are people that wear masks and gloves all the time. You know, I have an uncle who's got Down syndrome and it, he, I've never seen his hands. He always has gloves on because it's a sensory thing mm. for him or someone else who may have cancer who's wearing them. So we judge each other so yeah. critically, so quickly and so harshly and so inappropriately. We don't know the first thing about what's going on in someone else's life, nor Amen. do they know ours. But you had the gift of hindsight to look mm-hmm. back and see those many traumas. But mm-hmm. did you while you were going through them no. as well? Right. So no. we're still in the middle of this right. trauma, yeah. which makes it even harder to wake up to. Yeah. So two options. One, when the pandemic is over, 
then maybe we do get the gift of hindsight and learn something from it. Or two, Hurricane Irma phenomenon, no, the people are going to want to repress it, like you said. Yeah. And as we know with trauma, time does not heal that wound. It will resurface its ugly face and you're going to have to deal with it sooner or later. I think we, we got to find something good to come out of this pandemic. I think one of the greatest possible gifts is similar to your recovery uh, example that we get, this has extruded us in a direction to really f- force people, anyone, just like it forced us to do this online thing and everyone to convert to telehealth. It's going to force us to really pay attention to our own mental health, mm-hmm. our own limits, our own boundaries, our own self-care, mm-hmm. our own spiritual uh, practices. What is feeding our soul so that we can, at the bare minimum, return to the people that we were already kind of unhappy with before the pandemic? Yeah. And now we're going to be better off because of it. That's the future I want to see. Like you're talking about how the gift of recovery has changed you in a way that you would have never achieved mm-hmm. had you not been through what you've been through. Oh, I mean, I'm so right there. And I'm really um, holding on to hope for, for everybody that they do start almost taking like a daily inventory of, of, of how they're doing and, and how they're speaking to somebody and how realizing that everybody it's like I'm watching people just walking around on nerve endings you know like walking on eggshells oh my goodness and so I'm like extra nice to people um extra kind to everybody and I think that that really right now is is seems so simplistic but it's like so vital right or it's it's what the shrinks call reaction formation um (laughs) I think we all need more kindness is the message there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also like your 10 step thing. I, I'm when I, before, when I said, I'm surprised I'm doing as well as I am. I, you know, my 10th step type of activity that I do mentally, which I usually kind of do towards the end of the day. We should tell people what this is. So anybody that's listening or watching that doesn't oh, yeah, understand yeah. the 10 steps. I figured step, it was just you and me. Yeah, yeah. Well, it might be. Continue to take personal inventory. And when we are wrong, promptly admitted it. Yeah, yeah. 10 step practice is kind of something that people usually do at the end of the day where they review their day mm-hmm. and the interactions that they had with everybody. And they basically said, "Where you know, where could I have done better? where did I fall short? Where did I, where do I owe somebody an apology? Um, uh, there, there was one particular, you know, there was one particular case the other day, which personally, I didn't feel it was anything that I had, like, I didn't snap and scream at someone for not wearing their mask or whatever. It was actually a regarding a patient, Mm -hmm. but those types of things. And I didn't have to wait till the end of the night. I, I kind of quickly figured out this person had misinterpreted a question. Um, and like you, I'm terrified of holding on to a toxic emotion because I know mm-hmm. what it can do within me. And I know how important it is to catch it quick and release it mm-hmm. because drinking poison and inspecting someone else to die doesn't work. So if you make a mistake, or even if it's not a mistake, if someone misinterprets it, 
you know, promptly admit it. Now, whether or not they're going to see, you know, see you as wrong, like if someone screams at you for not wearing a mask in Publix, and mm-hmm. let's say I say, oh, geez, I'm sorry, I, f- I forgot, and mm-hmm. they continue to berate me, that doesn't bother me, because I made an attempt to make them feel more comfortable by, by wearing a mask, which may or may not be my choice. Mm-hmm. Um, that is really important now more than ever, because otherwise we get stacking. And now you get people that absolutely like you have to tape a guy to with duct tape to a plane seat. Really? I know. And at the end of the day, is he, is he going, Whoa, I can't, Whoa, (sighs) I can't believe I did that. Probably not. Probably not. It's been pretty, um, extreme you know i never had the experience i'm grateful i shouldn't maybe i shouldn't say this because it's going to happen to me no not one person has ever said anything to me about wearing a mask or not wearing a mask i've gotten into no confrontation so i would like to recognize your celebrity yeah right no i really do think it's a part of my energy i don't think i attract that energy and i think that um it, it helps me that i believe that I will continue telling myself that, but I do think that, that, you know, if you have a positive kind of light and, and show people in your eyes, even that you are, you are not an enemy and you are not here to do anything, but maybe, um, you know, say hello and ask, how are you doing? My husband just said to me the other day, why do you say hello to everybody? I'm like, cause I'm an introvert. You have to now more than ever. I am. You have to now more than ever. We're all little scared children. We're all little creatures. We're all little, you know, mammals Mm -hmm. spinning around on this rock at 66,000 miles per hour, hurtling through time and space, tethered to a burning sphere uh, by an impossible force and an unfathomable universe. We're not that important. What matters is this right here. This conversation between you and me. And then the next conversation. And it's critical for our souls mm-hmm. to say hi to a stranger, to say thank you to the nice. bag boy, yes. to not be a, a, a supreme dick at the post office. Um, that is what we need more now than ever. I mean, it sounds yeah. like some 70s hippie stuff, make love, not war, but this is That's a different true. fight. This is a fight for our souls, for yeah. our, our humanity. And we're watching it getting sucked down the drain mm. as much as I'd like to blame. Am I allowed to say social media? You can say whatever you want. Really? Because that always banned me if I ever use any words that uh, are longer than three letters. But, you know, <laughs> the, the, the misinformation on all sides, I don't care what mm. side you're on, the misinformation or the, let's say the conflicting information, what does that do for the average human? It makes them more confused, yes. more uncertain, mm-hmm. therefore more scared. Mm-hmm. And then they, when we stress, we regress. And before you know it, you have people like this behaving in a way in public they never have before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we need to seriously ask why. Yeah. Because what if we happened? don't know exactly why, we're not going to change our behavior and the country will continue to divide. And I'm not sure what it'll look like. Uh, if the pandemic goes on another year, or maybe after the pandemic's over, we continue this vitriolic uh, interpersonal uh, mm-hmm. crap interaction. And because we've all forgotten that we're really connected, we rely on each other, even if you don't believe that on a spiritual level, you know, that, that we're all coming from one source, we all are connected biologically through our ecosystem. And 
uh, our, our mental health. A simple act of kindness right now is like buying Bitcoin when it was invented. <laughs> it's it will, so true. It and will I don't, come back. Yeah, it will come back and we do need more of it. You know, I, I don't think even everybody understands that literally, you know, the difference between, uh, it used to drive me crazy when people would compare what was happening to 9-11 because it was, especially when you're from New York, it's such a different experience. But I certainly experienced the same amount of, interestingly enough, like you healthcare workers are literally the second coming. Thank you so much. And then we hate you for whatever reason. And, and then we love all of our first responders and then like we hate them. Right. Yep. And this anger that was, it started like, Kumbaya. like I remember everybody holding hands everywhere we went and crying and going to the 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 fire stations and leaving flowers and gift cards and and then it went bat shit angry well and watching that I, now is kind of interesting to it is see. super interesting and, and I, it's the globe I, I am one of these people that makes a comparison to 9-11 a lot the reason why I didn't mention it before was our, our viewer demographic being between like the mm-hmm. five and eight year olds. I figured they'd remember the hurricane, but not 9-11. 9-11 was similar in some ways, but it was mostly different. And the hugest difference was it was a, a singular event yeah. on a single day and it united the country. Matter of fact, it united the world. I yeah. underappreciated how much 9-11 affected the world. I know most Americans think like the world cares about America. They yeah. don't really. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on the country. But I have a lot of friends who are living in Russia, Europe, Australia, South America. I was really touched and shocked and surprised at how horrified sad, shocked, angry, very similar to the emotions Americans felt. They really saw that as an an attack on humanity. Yeah. Right. So in that regard, this damn virus is an attack on humanity. If anything, it's, it's a universal invader. It wasn't just one group that we blamed that, that attacked one country on their domestic soil. This is like, we should all be coming together. We should all be kumbaya. It should be like, we are the world. I'm, where's Stevie Wonder, man? Right. Where is our song? We now need a we song, have an invader. Mark. We have an invader that's crashing into every building on planet Earth. You've nailed it, Mark. You've nailed it. I did. Song. Get Stevie on the show. We need a damn song. Where is our We Are the World? You know what? They're all Charles dead. That's the problem. We got Michael gone. We got Whitney gone. We got... We need a new, we need Richard Shulman. We need Dr. Richard Shulman and a song. Or Kenny G, Kenny G. Kenny G, but he's not going to have any words. No, I I agree. But listen, so let's just, and and now, you know, we've really gone way past the the point of um, people's attention spans, but the- Definitely mine. (laughs) Especially when I'm talking and you're not. So (laughs) when I think about the unity, you're absolutely right. I think about how I felt on the 20 year anniversary. I I felt hope. I called my brother who I don't talk to in New York and was crying on his voicemail. You know, it made me um, go back to 20 years ago, like how we all felt. And I wanted to be united. I Mm -hmm. wanted that love. And then the next day happened. I thought that that would happen too. And I, 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 I was wrong. I thought that we would pull together. 
Look, if aliens came and we they did that uh, day, we did that well, day. Well, in 9-11, no, no, right. I mean with, yeah. with the pandemic, yeah. if aliens came and they parked all over Earth, there's a good movie there. I'm totally blanking on the name there. But, you know, they all hover over Earth, all mm. over these different countries. What happened? The world leaders were like, hey, aliens are invading. Maybe we should set our differences aside and fight these guys. Yeah. This was an invisible alien. It was, it, but the response was not like 9-11. It would not be like an alien invasion. No. We turned on each other, I guess, because we were the fomites. Whereas I, if you're the alien, it's us versus the alien, us versus the whoever. Most because people don't know what to do with their baby traumas. And it react, you know, you brought up another point about 9-11. It may have reactivated a lot of people's traumas, sense of yes. loss of control. It made Ooh, them buy more Can flag. I steal that from my show? That's you can steal flag. that for your show. Oh. You know, um, I'm going to, I've never made a plea before, but I would ask for all of our mental health. If you think that having a flag that has anything to do with politics is a good idea, I would ask that you put it away for the good of world mental health. There's another trigger for I don't me. have a flag in my office. Are Not you, you? Have a flag? <laughs> the one that's on the back of your big truck, that one. <laughs> I don't have a truck. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Um, you I, don't I, get me started. I'll start offending uh, viewers left and right. Right. And I certainly don't care about offending anybody, but I do. I do want to go back to that space of we don't we cannot afford to be angry in a crisis. And we are in the biggest crisis of our lives. And um, we will hopefully never experience this again, but we're going to be in this for a while. So in honor of World Mental Health Day, we hope, I, I think that you're on board for this, that we spend a little more time namasteing. Please. A little more time saying, hi, good morning. Please. It's nice to see you. Wow, what a really nice plaid shirt you're wearing today. I always wear plaid, you know that. I do. It's very nice and very. I don't do my own shopping. Thank God for your wife, and and be and nice. Wardrobe people, but to, and wardrobe people, right? <laughs> to our families and our loved ones, because it has um, been such a tumultuous time, and we all need to uh, encourage this, not just in our home lives, but in our work lives, right? May I add one more thing to that? Please. We're coming up on Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we all know that's a good time to get drunk cousin Eddie pissed off about politics and religion. So there's a third topic that you are not to discuss this season, and that's the pandemic. And it's very hard not to do, but just like you've learned the hard way, okay, now listen, cousin Eddie, this is Thanksgiving, Christmas dinner. We're not gonna talk about politics, religion, or the pandemic. And let's just try to focus on having a, you know, 20 minutes of the reprieve that you have yeah. is more than most people are, have gotten in a year and a half. I know. So I let's know. learn from this. Let's do that. And we're going to need you to come back to get us through the holiday season. Okay. Woo. <laughs> Don't forget everybody. <laughs> Tune in to the all psych show i'm excited about the show about it's it's this is right on point it's right on topic and i'm, I'm excited, excited too i can't wait for you to have me on your show well thanks for humiliating in front of all our viewers i mean my how many see this my god all right can we pencil you in for next week or next year whatever works so um thank 26 you. it is perfect 
Thank you for joining the show today. And thank you for all you do to help others. Um, I greatly appreciate it. And I believe that if you have the wonderful opportunity to get care from a practice like Alt Psych, where it is not just about feeding you medications, it's so much more, it's so much more integrative and functional medicine is really um, the way we should all be moving towards in this future that we are now in, which is 2095. Yeah, I, I jumped from 2025 to 2095. Yeah, I appreciate that. We, we focus on wellness, maintenance, and prevention in a world, the Western world, that's focused on disease, illness, and death. And, and we're diseased, and we're ill, and we're dying. So we need to shift the paradigm and really, really help get better, get well, get out of this. And it's people like you that are making it happen. And we love you, everybody. And if nobody has said a kind word today to you, you are not alone in this. We are all actually as cheeseball as it is in this together. Mm -hmm. And there is hope. So hang on. Yep. And we're struggling along with you. We're right there. Misery loves company. That's right. But we be some good company. Peace out, everybody. Peace on earth and peace on you. (laughs) That didn't come out right. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a review or share it with somebody you know and care about that would benefit from listening. But more importantly, if you are thinking about advertising your business in the year 2021, sponsoring a podcast is major. 44% of people pay more attention to advertising on podcasts than any other media. And 37% agree that advertising on a podcast is actually the best way to reach them. 70% have considered a new product or service after hearing an ad on a podcast. And I'm one of those people. And this is all according to Edison Research. Don't believe me, believe the research. So if you're interested in sponsoring, give us a shout.